Welcome to the Positive Solutions for Life podcast. I'm Peggy Meyer, and I'm so excited you are here. In this and future episodes released on Fridays of each week, you will hear from other entrepreneurs, creators, and personal growth leaders through interviews and summaries of personal development books, strategies, tools, and ideas that can help you transform your mind and body from the inside out so you can truly, truly live the life you desire. Welcome to the podcast, Nicole Gerlecki. I am so excited you are here today. Hi, thanks for having me. You're welcome. I'm just going to share with the listeners a little bit about you before we get started in our conversation. So Nicole Gerlecki is a mother, wife, and entrepreneur. She's on a mission to do her part to make this world a better place. When she's not playing Uber driver, sports fan, volleyball coach, Girl Scout leader, and community servant, she is hard at work helping preteens and teens and their families learn the life skills they need to stay connected to their families and community, and more importantly, to become leaders in their own lives. Her experience as a lifelong athlete, retired police officer, daughter, sister, aunt, certified teen coach, and professional multitasker has set her up for this chapter in her life, helping her own preteen and teen daughters feel prepared to shine their own light in this world. Welcome, Nicole. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm just thinking when I'm reading through that, I was like, oh my gosh, what a superwoman. But we also have some things in common and I'm just like reading, I'm like, oh, athlete. Yes. Check that. We are a sports family. So there's lots of sitting in the bleachers. I've done my share of coaching. My husband does his share of coaching, you know, Uber driver. And I'm assuming like that to me is driving my kids around to all of their practices, all of their activities. You know, I've had kids in Girl Scouts. I think I've done that a little bit that before, you know, community work, you know, it's just all of that. So I feel really connected to you. And I have a 10 year old and a 12 year old at home. So I'm in that preteen moment. I know you have daughters. One of mine is a girl and one's a boy. So I don't know how different that is, but I think that's all the same, like kind of life skills that we want our kids to learn. So awesome. I'm like, okay, let's get started. But you know, is there any of your past experiences that really have kind of set you up for this um, chapter? Honestly, it's a, it's a really good question. And it's something I think about a lot because I think when I was growing up, I was mad that my parents got divorced when I was so young um, because I had to take care of myself. I had to take care of myself a lot when I was young. Mm-hmm. However, when I went to... Um, college and lived by myself afterwards, uh, I realized that all of my skills set me up for early success mm-hmm. um, because I had those responsibilities so early. Um, I've actually instilled them in my own daughters, not even having a divorced parents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's possible with divorced parents or without divorced parents. Oh, yeah. I think one parent can can help shape and guide your kids to have the life skills to propel them forward Mm -hmm. um, at an early age, right? Like, you know, a lot of times kids don't think about 
uh, parents, I think parents don't think about um, how early it starts now. Right. Oh yeah. Um, oh, it yeah. started really young. Okay. Mine started really young. And I don't think that, that that is what I try to give to my kids, but what I do try to, to, to give to my kids are the, like, I knew how to do things before everybody else did. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. um, and so that's kind of been something in my life that I've, I've really grasped onto is that the, um, my responsibilities set me up to, to know more, which means mm-hmm. it kind of like puts me in a responsibility and a leader position, yeah. um, which I kind of liked. I, I thrive in that position. Um, and so for me, that has helped me, um, you know, kind of always feeling like I have control, right? Mm-hmm. In an yep. uncontrollable yeah. world, in an mm-hmm. uncontrollable world, um, feeling like I was a leader of myself first, mm-hmm. right? Being able yep. to take care of myself, being able to wake myself up, make my own food. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, there was nights that, you know, my parents had other things to do. And so I would have to put myself to bed sometimes. But those mm-hmm. now having preteens, because I have 11 and 12 year olds, okay. I realized that like, oh, that is not so easy. That is, <laughs> that is, that is, a, that is a skill that we need to teach and or help them help them claim for their own and let right. them like let them um fail or succeed at it right yes. and so i've taken these uh it's i've and i've talked about this um with you before uh previously but like this idea of flipping it so like mm-hmm. anything negative that i have felt or the story that i've told myself before mm-hmm. um I literally look at it from a different vantage point and I'm like, oh, but how did that help me? Because even though it was bad, I have to remember that anything good after that also couldn't be possible if that one thing didn't happen. And mm-hmm. and that one thing has helped me being like, oh yeah, learning how to brown meat at a young age, like helps me now teach right. my own kids, hey, this is an important skill yeah. Um, so like yesterday when I went to work, um, I set all of the taco meat and all of the stuff out and set it up for them to make, um, because it isn't, it's just one of those skills that you really don't think about, right. um, of teaching, but is, is so poor, important with when it comes to like nutrition, right? right? Yeah. And, there's all these little things that we can teach our kids that will help them take care of themselves. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. So something, so that was my life experience, the life experience of looking at all I've learned through a positive light, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and not focusing on the negative and choosing to focus on um, what is the gift that it gave me? Because even though it might have been bad, mm-hmm. also a gift hidden inside of there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've said so many, so many gems in there. I mean, I'm just like, my brain is going because I have also have older kids that are in college and beyond. And so it's, it's fun to hear them talk about the skills that they've learned. 
setting an alarm, making yourself breakfast, you know, getting out, like planning the day. Oh my gosh, you know, I've got a whiteboard that I've used for years that had the calendar on it. Finally, sort of color-coded kids at at some point, you know, but they'll look at it like, what's going on today? And they have that idea and every night they, you know, oh, what's going on tomorrow? So they can kind of plan ahead, but also, they realize that other kids may not have gotten those kind of skills. Like, oh, mom, they don't even know how to run a mixer, you know? And I'm like, oh, I guess we just baked a lot, you know, and they do. And I, and I'm actually looking to my kids now for recipes. Yeah. But the other things that you're talking about is just looking at through everything is a learning experience and you can choose the meaning of how this experience is for you. You can, you can make it bad and you could make it awful, or you can take, what can I learn from this? Like, is there a positive thing from here? And maybe it's not that positive for today, but maybe for tomorrow, the weeks, months, years ahead, you know, it's like, Oh crap. You know, my, parents are gone. I got to make my own supper, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and this is something my sisters talk about a lot. I have three mm-hmm. older sisters. Um, and they now are like, well, what's the gift? And they like point to me. Right. Cause they're like, you know, we know that's what you're going to say. <laughs> um, and trust me, this is work that I've been doing over the last, I don't know how long have we known each other? Three, three yeah, and a half years. Yeah. Years yeah. Um, and so it, it is a skill to be able to do it. And I was not there, right? Um, I went through Tony Robbins. I was stuck in my head, stuck in bed, in pain, um, extremely overweight. You know, I was all of those things. Um, and this is after, you know, being permanently disabled from a job, then immediately having kids for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was there. And I'm. I guess what I'm saying is like, it doesn't matter what phase you're in. It doesn't matter if you're perfectly healthy and maybe just have some bad habits or you're telling yourself some bad stories and you're focusing on them, right? Right. Um, but what I learned, one of the key learns is every time we focus on the bad of something or a bad of a, an experience and we bring it to the present, each time you bring it, your body doesn't know the difference. And that if you haven't flipped it, if you haven't flipped that story, if you haven't healed that story of the bad and focused on the good of like, if that had not happened, all this other goodness would not be happening. Yes. yes. And then you actually get stuck right back where you were. Mm-hmm in the past. Yeah. And so if for those people that like, you know, get together with your old friends and then you talk Mm -hmm. about all the old bad things, your body experiences the same thing over and over again. Right. Right. So it's also that conscious choice to, you know, choose to be around different people and surround yourself with different people, making that choice. When you make this choice to continue to look in for the good and everything, you're going to find some resistance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to find resistance against this way of thinking, but I can tell you it has transformed my entire life. My relationships with my own family, my three sisters mm-hmm. and my mom, my personal life with my my kids mm-hmm. and my husband. Um but then also the the other families that I'm able to help as well with this type of thinking. Some people think it's hokey. For me, it, it it's almost as good as fact, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You 
choose to stay there or you choose to help it motivate you forward. Right. And it really right. is just a choice. It is. I think that we, we have to remember that we're in control of what we choose. Mm -hmm. And we have to realize that there are consequences either way, positive or negative. They're mm -hmm. the results that you want or that you're looking for are, are basically your choices leading up to that point. And so I, you always have the power to choose. Yes. I remember, and, and you may, you may think this is funny, but, um, so during pregnancy, mm -hmm. I, anybody who's currently pregnant, you read all the books and you're like terrified of all the bad things that can possibly happen. Right. Like if you follow everything, it can literally drive you crazy. And mm -hmm. so my, my best advice is choose five things because you can only hold something with five with one hand, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to do something with your other hand. So you only have one hand to choose. Choose five things to grab onto and believe. Because it doesn't matter what you choose, doesn't matter what you choose, you will always find evidence for it. Mm -hmm. You will find evidence for the bad and you will find evidence for the good, but which one is going to continue to move you forward mm -hmm. yep. more times than not is the good. Oh, yeah. And what feels good, like you actually have a choice to help you like decide what feels better for you. Right, right. And that and that choice that has a little bit of light of, of hope in it really propels people forward. It, you know, it, it makes people want to get up in the morning and get out of bed and go do something and try something that there's hope for the future, that there's something going to be better out there. So if you choose that route, it's going to be better. Yeah. And what's coming to mind for me right now is, you know, thinking like, well, people say that I can't do things. Mm, yeah. Um, and sometimes we feel that we can't do right. things. Right. Um, and I just was talking about this in volleyball the other day that the difference between can't and can is a T. That's it. And you have a choice to kick the T. Um, and I tell the story often about when I was, so I've been injured at work. Mm -hmm both my shoulders, elbow, I've had four surgeries. And there was a point in physical therapy where I, I truly thought that I could not do something. Mm -hmm. And I was right. Right. I was in the middle yep. of therapy. She's setting me up. I knew I couldn't do it. Like as soon as she set me up, I'm on my arms. She's asking me to do something. And I'm like, I'm going to fall. I said, but I refuse to say I couldn't refuse mm -hmm. to say I can't, even though I was thinking it, I refuse to say I can't. Because my physical therapist didn't believe in it, right? Yep. And so there was a moment that I was like, okay, either I'm going to prove myself right or I'm going to prove myself wrong, but I'd rather go down trying. Yep, yep, yep. Right? I want to be brave enough to fail. Mm -hmm. I want to be brave enough to do that. And I remember falling flat on my face. But I left, she left. She's like, oh, we have a little bit more work to do, but that's the key. Doesn't mean that we can't forever. Right. It meant that I couldn't in that moment, but what was great for us is like, we knew what then we needed to work on. Mm -hmm. And it was yep. just, I can't yet. Yeah. I can't yet. That power of yet is so powerful. It is. Um, and when you feel that you can't do something, ask yourself, is it, is it that you can't, or just that you can't yet? And there's more growth that needs to be done. Right. Right. And so giving that to my volleyball players, they're like, I often, because many of them are new, Mm -hmm. Um, I can't do that. I said, well, the moment that you can is when you choose to stop saying I can't. Yep. And then yep. they're yep. like, oh, <laughs> 
you have to choose to stop saying it, right? Then right. take action towards sort towards succeeding whatever you want. And the, but you have to be brave enough, right, to make a few mistakes along the way. And it's okay. Like this idea that mistakes aren't are bad. Like to mm -hmm. me, mistakes are necessary. Oh, yeah. We need them to get the feedback, right? Like if we had, if we had hated mistakes, then we would have never yeah. moved to crawling. We had never moved to walking. We have never rode our bike. And I know that sounds so simple, but like, we've all done that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. In some way, shape or form, we've all been there. Oh. We all know that type of failure and that life is literally that simple in failure. It, you can be brave enough to be bad at something, choose to believe in the power of, yeah, I can't do that yet because right. there are going to be times when you can't do something. Yes. No, not yet. <laughs> are you going to try, trust yourself enough to prove your, prove it to yourself or are you going to trust somebody else's opinion? Right. Right. And I just love the volleyball. Like I, I used to coach that and the junior high. So it's just like, I'm like, realize that every point is somebody's mistake. Yes. You know, I mean, that's how they score points. Yes. You know, somebody screws up. And so you have, we've screwed up how many times, you know, that's okay. Just let's just screw up less than the other team, you know? And also I think people have this, this big negative weight to the word failure. Yeah. And if we can see failure as like the first attempt in learning usually requires editing. That's how I define failure. So it's the first attempt in learning. So we have to try something first to know whether or not we're able to do it, or we need to grow and work on something a little bit before that, before we can really succeed at it. Yeah. So I, I have no idea why this story is coming to mind. I'm thinking of my dad at the moment, but um, he was a guy that if something came in a box, nothing was never broken right? Like we've all gotten the box and like, there's no hole where it says there's supposed to be a hole and you're supposed to put the screw, like, especially if you have kids, you right. put together a thousand things. Okay. And are you the person that like, um, when you find there's not a hole where there should be a hole, do you return the whole product or do you figure it out? My mm -hmm. dad was a guy and this is a skill that he taught me and it drives my husband crazy. sometimes. <laughs> it's like, it's broken send it back. I'm like, I am not undoing all of this and then putting, trying to fit it back in the box to send, no, what can I do to make this work as good as it would have? You wouldn't even know the difference, right? right. Like I just remember that plastic car thing. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm talking about. This plastic car, you know, I don't know, yeah. some holiday, I'm trying to put it together and there's no hole. Okay what do you do in that moment? And that is life. Like right. this, is, I'm looking at this car, like laughing, being like, this is life. Your exactly. life, if you believe that your life comes in a box and it's going to come with all the parts and pieces, you're wrong. And the instructions. And the instructions, right? Yeah, God, God forbid you don't even get it. That happens. I mean, we've right. got it, right? You've gotten right. the toy without the instructions in it. Are you going to figure it out? Or are you going to try, like spend twice as much time because you know it doesn't go into the box the same. Right. You're never going to put it back in the box the way you took it out. If you're lucky to even get it close, especially those goofy cars. Like 
they're like in the box yes you know, like all, all they... the little things yeah um or are you gonna try to figure it out mm -hmm. you know um yeah it's funny thanks dad for that story but it's just, there's so much truth to that and okay. there's so many times in life that you just have to figure it out we call it a make it work moment oh yeah yeah and we say yeah. it in our house all the time okay we don't have xyz it's a make it make it work moment yep who's is it going to be good enough for us right and sometimes right. this one thing that you focus so much time on i mean how much time have you lost on something that you're trying to put together plans schedules <laughs> carpooling something right like right just the other day I was um I had school call me I was like that's weird that school's calling and they're like um your girl scouts are here and I was like okay cool can you hold them there I'll be there in a minute. And uh, so she, I show up and she, I was like, Ooh, I dropped the ball on this. And she's like, I'm, you actually admitted to that? And I said, I must have, you, I, call me. you know, like people screw up and she's like, I love that, you know, and it's okay. It is. Like people embrace the fact that you just screwed up. Yeah. It's okay. okay. Life goes on. It wasn't the end of the world. No, it wasn't. The end. And they they learned to be patient. Like think of all the, and it's, I do. I truly always feel it. Like, well, what was the life lesson? Oh, the life lesson is adults screw up. Mm -hmm. And I am okay with being the example of that. Right. Because it allows them to see that they can screw up too. Right. And right. as a parent, then we realize that we don't have to be perfect. We don't have mm -hmm. to be perfect guides. We don't have to be perfect beings. We don't have to be perfect parents. Right. We could admit when we screw up. Yeah. Which, and this is the flip side of that, allows your kids to admit that they mm -hmm. screwed up. And that was one thing that like, I don't feel like my parents did very well. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or wrong or made a mistake or whatever you mm -hmm. tried something you drilled the hole you messed it up more yep it happens right right um, but that is something that I feel has allowed my communication with my own preteen daughters right mm -hmm. and then it leads to forgiveness yes it just leads like you forgot me at school yeah I screwed up you know like we're doing a thousand things mm-hmm I will get you. You will be safe. Thank you for calling me. Yes. And then on the flip side, yeah, mom, it's okay. I went and got to play with my friends. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. You know? Yep. Exactly. So I want to hear a little bit more about what you're doing right now with teens and preteens, because we're talking a lot about these life skills and I really feel like it's really important. Like you're talking about is showing kids that everything is figure outable. And I know that came from somewhere and I can't think of the gal's name, but everything is figure outable. We need to learn those problem solving skills and mm -hmm. we need to learn that not everybody is perfect. Hello, nobody's perfect, you know, so we can screw up and it's okay to admit it. And so these are all life skills. So what are you really doing right now to help teens and preteens with this? So one of the biggest things is to be a leader in your own life, to find out what you are, right? Your strongest mm -hmm. 
thing that you can say to yourself is that I am something, right? So my company is called Healthy Pie with a P-I mm-hmm. uh, to find your infinite possibilities in I. I am whatever you are, whatever, you know, light you're going to shine in this world. You are meant to be here and you are enough. Mm-hmm. And so the skills that I teach kids or help them learn is for them to become action takers in their own life. Okay. Become leaders in their own life. I think a lot of people are um, kind of misperceive what I try to do in the sense that, yes, I am a volleyball coach and that is a team sport, mm-hmm. but we have to believe in ourselves as well. We yeah. have to have our own mindset, right. In order to even start to think about becoming a part of a team. Mm-hmm. So the life skills that I teach is to help kids, like literally how I started, how I framed it is like, when you wake up in the morning, to when you lay your head on the pillow at night, mm-hmm. what is important, right? So important of, I teach babysitting skills and what does that help kids learn? Helps them take care of others. When kids mm-hmm. take care of others, they realize what's actually important in their own lives, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so not only safety, um, like personal safety kind mm-hmm. of stuff, Right. When, oh, when I go outside, if I have to worry about somebody else's safety, then I, maybe I should worry about my own. Mm-hmm. Then person, um, like, um, first aid. So I do a lot of first aid being a police officer. I had a lot of first aid training. I had a lot of first responder training. I have experience with like, what are things that happen in certain times of the year? Like, how can we be more safe? So I come from that perspective, but then what do you do when something bad happens? Right. Is it something you can handle yourself? Right. right. Um, you know, if you're taking care of others again, or if you're by yourself, uh, you scrape your knee, how do you take care of that? Right. Mm-hmm. That's something you can handle yourself. And then right. all the way escalating to um, call a backup adult. Right. So yeah. how, why does this matter is because kids learn to ask for help. Mm-hmm. They don't need somebody to handle it for them, but they do need help. So this helps them instill that, that asking for help is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, maybe there's an emergency and emergency ha- emergencies happen to anyone at any time, any place. Yeah. Um, and for them to understand that, like, this could happen to the parent, this is, could happen to you. Um, but what do, what do we do if that happens? Right. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. helping them distinguish and make that decision of, oh, is it, is it serious and urgent? Right. So if it's not serious and not urgent, they scrape their knee, they're crying, it's upset, it's horrible. How do I manage myself? How do I manage them? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Them. And then um, you know, what if it is serious? What if they had a laceration or broke a bone or something? Right. It's serious, but it's not mm-hmm. urgent, right? Mm-hmm. They're not gonna bleed mm-hmm. to death in this situation. Um, but then making that distinction. Mm-hmm. Then also, what if it is super serious? super urgent to the point of um, certifying kids in CPR. CPR and um, if someone's choking, those are the two things that we can do, anyone can do to help. But what's hidden behind those skills? Taking action, Mm -hmm. not getting paralyzed with fear, knowing what to do, having the experience, um, having the practice, Mm -hmm. right? understanding that this could happen to anyone and it's not personal to you. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about managing behavior. And this is always the really, you can start seeing the lights turn on with the kids. When we start talking about behavior management, Uh like my parents do this to me. Right. Um, And so we have some six 
we have six skills that help kids manage behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talk about business because you and I being both entrepreneurs, yep. um, I think that having an entrepreneurial spirit is advantageous for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I look at the gift and everything that happened for my life, I'm actually being an entrepreneur in that moment to mm-hmm. say, how is that an opportunity mm-hmm. and how am I going to help use that to fuel me instead of hold me back? That's the same idea as an entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. So I help kids, not just with babysitting, not just with CPR, um, they have to feed themselves during the day. And so I have a, a very intro cooking to baking class. We talk about cutting skills, boiling water, browning meat, mm-hmm. um, even cooking things from a box. There are so yeah. many people who cannot follow a recipe. Um, and I do have some people who are like, but they're not making anything from scratch. I said, no, but they are being successful, easy, attainable wins, right. being successful with a four step recipe. Yeah. And this done's amazing things for kids. Mm-hmm. They've done amazing things for the kids that have gone through that class. Um, but then think about what on the flip side of that morning, noon, and night, they can feed themselves if they have to. Right. They, they know something that they can do. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I teach a self-defense class that's coming up this weekend. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I'm only doing girls in that class. I'm holding it, hosting it at a church. I have a huge class coming through for this first girls only class. Um, really it's about knowing your voice, how to use it. What does it sound like? Mm, right? Yeah. Being able to um, distinguish personal safety things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we're going to, at the very end, help them. Life is not about learning to fight. It's about learning how to get away mm-hmm. um, and how to do that safely and um, how to escape how to position yourself differently, how to recognize what's going on, kind of read the room as we say as yep, adults, yep. right? That's not a skill. Kids, because of the prefrontal cortex, um, they don't have that ability to mm-hmm. decipher. They can't They can't even decipher scrunched eyebrows, right? Like yeah. you could be having a stomach ache and they're like, you're mad at me, right? Right, um, right. They, they don't have that ability, right? They only feel. And so they think the scrunched eyebrows is that you're mad at them. They can't distinguish that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, so the uh, so that is self-defense. I'm pretty excited about that. I also have um, a mother-daughter event because I am, I am one of four, three, three daughters, right? I have my own two daughters. This just really spoke to me. Um, last year had a lot of interest in it. I posted it a little bit late. Uh-huh. Um, but this year I'm on it. And so I'm excited about what's coming in this spring for that and um, how that can only help other parents and um, mothers and their daughters connect on a different level, um, accept that, you know, accept the skin you're in and love it. Right. And just right. really blow up this idea of what does love mean and what does unconditional love mean mm. so i'm excited about that yes. um and then i in addition to the volleyball coaching so i teach volleyball and mm-hmm. um i'm part of a program super awesome and we are starting to instill leadership and team building into the program yay so they are not just strangers on the court mm-hmm. right there's so much more that can oh, be yeah. done on the court. Um, and so this program is, I'm super excited about it. 
Um, it is not yet there, but we are, it is up and coming and I'm mm -hmm. super excited for the conversations that are, that we're having around that because, you know, being a volleyball yeah. coach, right. There's the game. And then there's, if we view life as a game, mm -hmm. right. Yep. And yep. they have to coexist. They have to coexist. Yes. Sometimes we have coaches who don't believe that life happens and right. And we have life ha that exists that, you know, the game is dispensable. Right. Um, but really, if we can believe that they are one and the same and that they will help and benefit oh, yeah. both parts, right. Oh, yeah. So we're trying to bring, fill that gap as well. Well, too, um, I mean, life, you bring crappy life onto the court. You got crappy volleyball skills, really. I mean, you can't work together. And so it affects everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it literally affects everything. And when we realize that everybody deserves to be treated with dignity, mm -hmm. um, you know, trust is earned, kindness is earned, but everybody deserves dignity. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's something that sometimes is overlooked. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that can go think about where that can permeate to. So oh, yeah. Life, you that's know, right. church life, if that's part of your life, family right. life, right? Like, well, so and I just. And I think too about how like sometimes these kiddos at that age just think everything is personal. Like they take everything personally, everything, everybody, whatever they say is, is a remark towards them. And we got to teach them to think outside of themselves, you know, like what is yeah. happening over here to, you know, this person, like what's going on in their life, you know, just cause you can't like the scrunched eyebrows, everybody's mad at me. Well, yes. no, you know, yeah. so yeah, we yeah, have yeah. to learn how to read that and we learn yeah. how to ask questions. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's really what my personal program is. So mm -hmm. I have some private clients that I work with um, pretty intensively in person. I also do it virtually. Um, and that's really the distinctions that we get to, right? Um, uh, how to navigate our own emotions. How, how do we react to other people's uh, emotions? Mm -hmm. What's in our control? What's out of our control? Yeah. Um, some of my clients have been bullied. Some of them are on the other complete end of the spectrum and mm -hmm. they're a hyper achiever. Okay. Yeah. I come from that. I was a hyper achiever, yeah. um, but bad things still happened mm -hmm. and life still happened. And I struggled with an eating disorder and I struggled with things, um, being a hyper achiever, um, but underlying, there are some commonalities between yes. both ends of the spectrum oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yep. Um, that, that I help kids with to mm -hmm. move them forward again, back to them feeling that they do have a sense of control. They can never truly have control over their right. life. Right? Right. They right. have no control over other people's actions, other people's experiences, circumstances out of your control, driving in the car, getting in a car accident, you know, right. those kinds of things. Um, but it gives them a sense that their choice mm -hmm. and how they react, the thoughts that they have right. and the thoughts they they listen to from others, mm -hmm. they have control over that. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah. We feel like we're so out of control, but there are a few core things that we do have control over. And we have to remind ourselves, we do have control over our thoughts. We do have control over the information that we let in and how we choose to, what meaning we choose to give it yep. and the responses to it. Yeah. And if we can manage those things, we can, you know, we can plow through life greatly, you know, with yeah. a few hiccups, but we just, you know, get back on the track 
And we don't have to let it stop us. And I think perspective goes a long way. Yes. Right? Like perspective of thinking of others. And that's the part of like that empathy, emotions, Mm -hmm. understanding emotions, understanding other people's emotions, understanding that they are a completely different person with their own completely different lens, which gives them their own completely different perspective of the same situation. And this is not, this is something that I was kind of slapped in the face about when my, after my dad passed away um, about two and a half years ago, my sisters and I got together and we remember being all in the same room and yet none of us remember it the same. Yep. And I have used that and with that realizations with my own families mm-hmm. to help other like preteens and teens, especially, but other families to realize yeah. that like other people's perspectives, just being in the same room, they're coming to the room you know, maybe one's coming from, you know, running late from work. Maybe one's coming from having a discussion with their girlfriend. Maybe one's have coming from, you know, something happening at work. We're all yeah. coming with our own perspectives of the yeah. same situation and we will not remember it the same. Right, right. We have our own experiences. We have our own, we come in with our own little thought pattern, you know, our own experiences, the emotions that we're coming in the room with can be different. And we experience it differently and we remember things differently. And it's amazing. It's amazing. How can people find you? Like where, you know, if they're like, oh my gosh, I really love this. Like, where can I find more about Nicole? Yeah. So thank you for asking. I am right now still completely word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, So I appreciate people like Peggy very much because she helps me get my mission and purpose out. Um, but on social media is probably the best place. So um, at Nicole Grilecki, or I do have a Healthy Pie PI um, page okay. that I would love for people to like. We're trying to get our followers up. Um, we have a uh, a target of 3,000 followers that we are trying to hit um, so we can just bring even more to our community um, that we possibly can. So uh, social media is probably the best way uh, at Nicole Grilecki or Healthy Pie Inc. Great. And we'll put those in the show notes. So people, if they, you don't catch that, we'll put it in the show notes and you can click on it and uh, take you right there. So as we wrap up today, Nicole, what is one, you know, thing or something that you want to leave our listeners with? I have a book. I have a book for, it's actually two books. Okay. That it It's for adults and it's also for preteens. And I really loved that he did this. So John Acuff, John Acuff, Okay. is a um, author and he started with the book called soundtracks which okay. just by the title you're like okay that's for an older audience because younger kids have no idea what soundtracks are <laughs> um, and he recognized that which i love and so during covid he and his teenage daughters uh-huh. wrote this book okay your new playlist and so one of the things that i talked about today about flipping it Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that they talk about in this book. And I love the, um, I love audible and I love, um, uh, listening to, to sometimes I like to listen to the authors and this is one of those books okay. because his daughters are on here. So yeah. it's him and his daughters. So when he, uh, and so he recognized this and I love that about him because 
you know, he, he was like, okay, people really want me to write something for teenagers, but that's not my, that's not my gem. And so he went right into his daughters and the things he was having with his daughters and allowed his daughters to write certain, um, certain, um, chapters and they talk and you hear their voice doing it. So I really love that about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has some, got some really great tips. So not soundtracks for is for the adults. Your new playlist is for teenagers. Um, his very first um, thing that he talks about is not making the lacrosse team. And how do you navigate it? How do you deal with it? What um, uh, what are things that your kids are thinking in their head and they're not yeah. saying? Yeah. You know? Um, and then how do you, how do you manage it? And it's then how does it relate to other parts of your life? So I really love that. Um, and I use it a lot because in my own way, I have translated it into what is that gift? How can I flip it? Right. And it's Mm -hmm. a choice. And I know you keep coming back to, it is literally a choice. Like it was a choice to get out of my head and get out of bed. It -hmm. was a choice to, you know, um, I'm currently doing strength training. It was Mm -hmm. a choice to go when my kids were home on break. It was my choice to show up and go anyway. Right. Yeah. Choice to change that old habit of canceling because they're on break and going anyway. Um, and we have that choice. Um, it's something that I think is super important for our preteens and teens. Um, a skill that is really hard to teach Mm-hmm. But there are creative ways that we can do it. For example, some of these other life skills classes that I teach, mm-hmm. um, that we all have a choice to um, continue to grow, continue to take risks, right? Continue to take risks, be brave enough to fail mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and still persevere and thrive and feel fulfilled in, in what we do in life. Oh, so many great, great gems in, in this conversation. So hope you hope our listeners can go back and re-listen to this, but everything's our choice and we have the power to create our own lives and be confident in it. And Nicole really helps, you know, adults and kids and teens really find themselves and be the leader and the light in their world. So thank you again, Nicole, for joining me today. It's been a wonderful, wonderful time. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you found some value, insights, and something that resonated with you in today's show. If today's show spoke to you, would you please share it with a friend and go over to Apple Podcast or wherever you are listening from and subscribe to the show so that you can be the first to know when new content and episodes go live. While you're there, would you please give it some love? Please like it, comment on it, and leave a five-star rating and review. Thank you so much in advance for taking two minutes of your time to do this. Your likes, comments, and reviews really help get the word out to more people who need to hear there are positive solutions for their life. I would love to connect with you. You can find me on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whichever is your favorite platform, and let's have a conversation about today's show. Thanks for listening and have a great week.